Welcome into the September 19th edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I'm Ben Brown, once again taking the solo trip for this rendition. Football is back and better than ever. The college grind has been three weeks in the making as we introduce more Power 5 teams into the fold on a weekly basis. The SEC is set to become the third major conference to begin college football play, with their schedule kicking off next Saturday. The Big Ten and Pac-12 are next on tap, following behind the Big Three with the return to normalcy taking hold among the Power 5 conferences. We're going to begin this podcast by hitting on our favorite bets for college football coming up today, along with some college football DFS action, and then wrapping up with a handful of first-half bets, team totals, and the always enjoyable first-half team totals for NFL action coming quickly this Sunday. So let's get into it. If you listened last night, Austin and I discussed our two favorite college football bets for Saturday. And although the slate is light, we have a few options still available to get the weekend betting started off right. Kicking off our college football slate is Tulsa at Oklahoma State. This spread opened at 22, but has bumped out 1.5 points towards Oklahoma State, who find themselves as 23.5 point home favorites. Tulsa is in the middle of the pack among group of five schools, ranking 95th in the FBS in ELO rating, while Oklahoma State sits at 34th overall. Both defenses are just barely in the top half of the FBS according to our opponent-adjusted grades, but Tulsa actually has the slight edge on the defensive side of the football in this category. Tulsa is poor offensively and ranks 98th in our opponent-adjusted grades, though they do have continuity on their side with Zach Smith returning for his senior season. Smith posted a 90.0 PFF passer grade on throws from a clean pocket last year, but actually had more turnover-worthy plays than big-time throws in all dropback situations. His clean versus pressure split is one of the most dramatic differences you will see, which isn't surprising given that he was put under pressure on 35% of his dropbacks in 2019. The positive for Smith is that Oklahoma State struggled to apply pressure last year. They posted just a 30.2% pressure rate, which ranked 74th overall in the FBS. Unfortunately, the spread has become unplayable at the current price, with Greenland giving no real edge on this number. One betting opportunity that can be found, however, is on the total, which has bumped up just a half point since the open. We are seeing a healthy percentage of cash and ticket percentage on the over, And the cash percentage actually has a slight lean over that ticket percentage on the over, which means we're seeing probably a decent amount of big betters back in the over in this situation. I still think the under is still the viable play in this situation. Both teams are coming off basically their first game of the season. This is their first matchup. Oklahoma State has a lot of offensive firepower returning, but they should still have a really run-heavy approach. Last year... 54% of their offensive snaps were a run, and they have one of the best returning running backs in the country in Chubba Hubbard. Oklahoma State has the ability to run up the clock quickly with their dominant running game, so in a matchup where they could easily be in garbage time quickly, this is a situation to actually buy into the under before it cuts through a key number and no longer offers value, especially with the spread market moving in the direction of the Oklahoma State blowout. In the afternoon slate, the best matchup has to be UCF traveling to Georgia Tech. UCF is the second highest ranked group of five team in our ELO rankings. They are 39 spots ahead of Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech, which helps explain them being over a touchdown road favorite in this matchup. The spread has held steady since the open, with a high percentage of cash back in the home dogs at greater than a touchdown underdog spread. 
Green Line doesn't mind this play as we give the Yellow Jackets around a 2% value on the current cover probability. We have some data backing up our understanding of Georgia Tech, but the same cannot be said for UCF. The total has also risen since the open, but Greenline sees value in fading this movement, giving the value on the under bet around 2%. This is heavily against the cash and ticket percentage with over 80% of the cash going towards the over. Nobody seems to want to actually take the under, which makes it all the more enticing from a betting perspective. It seems like this is probably a really good spot to fade the market and buy into uh, UCF maybe not necessarily being as good offensively as we are projecting them out to be this year. A lot of very different variables can go into play in that regard, but this seems to be a good spot to actually fade that significant line movement, hit that under, and lock yourselves into some decent value coming up here on Saturday. The most enticing matchup that we have actually coming up, though, is between two electric quarterbacks set to face off in Louisville. Miami and Louisville rank in the top half of the ACC according to either rankings, but a wide discrepancy exists between these two defensive units. The cash percentage on the spread sides heavily with Louisville, but a majority of the tickets have found their way onto the Hurricanes. Greenland doesn't really offer a strong lean on either spot side, but if I was forced to choose, I would probably side with Louisville before moving on to that key number three. I think it's actually a decently viable play. I have already gone on record as preferring Mikel Cunningham over Derek King, but if Cunningham outplays King in this matchup, we should see an easy cover by the Cardinals at home. One other option in this game is also the total. With two electric quarterbacks, most have gravitated towards the over, which is, seems to be a mistake given the ability of the Hurricane defense. The total has risen over four points, which is probably an overcorrection and too significant of a movement to side with the market. I'm buying the under at this heightened price, with Greenline giving the under a 52.2% cover probability, which is more than enough to beat the VIG associated with this price. Sometimes it is best to be contrarian on narratives surrounding a hype game. This is an obvious example with the market moving too much towards the over given the ability of the Hurricanes defense. It seems like a clear fade of that market and actually buying into what could be you know maybe a more low scoring game than what a lot of people are actually projecting on so let's touch on college dfs for a moment we lost a couple of games from the main slate with Char charlotte versus unc and houston versus baylor both canceling after pricing was released this should heighten ownership around a few games that are projected to be close it is tough to play anyone from clemson or citadel with no solid understanding of volume of snaps played or how productive those snaps will be from the Citadel side. I mean, if you're going to project out Trevor Lawrence for a certain fantasy projection, what sort of snap threshold are you using for him in this game? Unfortunately, with that unknown, it's really tough to lock into those players from either of that game. It looks like Tulsa and Oklahoma State and probably UCF and Georgia Tech will be the widely popular games, but from a green line perspective we actually lean towards the under which makes pivoting to more under the radar games maybe the best approach for dfs contests this weekend we did run our daily fantasy sports blowup model which is projecting out significant performances from the wide receiver or tight end position this actually was quite successful for nfl week one utilizing this model we see that Taj Harris, Keelan Stokes, and Kawhi White seem like really solid plays given their current salary situation. They all have solid rollout projections, and given that salary, they seem to be worthwhile plays at where they're currently priced at. The question is, who to stack given the difficulty in totals on this college football slate? 
The highest priced quarterback options have blowout potential given their matchup against FCS opponents. A little more under the radar is Spencer Saunders, who's an intriguing option paired with Tylen Wallace. Other viable stacks exist at lower salary thresholds, but this seems like it could be a decently popular and profitable stack for Oklahoma State. The issue is you have to be comfortable targeting a game with a low total, according to Vegas. This is going to be the key to college football DFS this Saturday. A number of lower price options exist, but there are a few top end salary talents, but there are few top end salary talents available to ensure that significant fantasy production. The question boils down to how do you want to handle games that are almost certainly going to be blowouts? Can you consistently fade the Clemsons of the world, or are you just going to side with them and hope that you can get two and a half to three to three and a half quarters of really solid production, which makes up for the relative lack of totals and fantasy production around the other side of the slate of games. So we'll see. It's going to be a very interesting slate, but maybe one that, uh, you know, a certain number of people are probably going to sit out just from the simple fact that it's uh, probably tough to gauge where it's actually going to end up. So enough about NCA. Let's dive into that uh, NFL talk where we talk about some first half bets, some team totals, and some first half team totals. One bet that I really like starting off here is Detroit plus 3.5 on that first half line. Green Line actually leans slightly towards their full game total, giving them just a 0.8% value probability on covering that six point spread. The reason that I like Detroit is I think they're going to have a decent rebound week here. Green Line likes them on both the full game spread and total, and the under actually is a pretty decent lean in this game. So I do think that if they get an early touchdown, they start off decently well, that they are going to be able to cover that first half spread. We're not quite sure where Aaron Rodgers and that Packers offense is sitting at. We currently have them ranked seventh overall in our opponent adjusted grades. So they could be maybe better than we expect. But if they start off a little slow, this is definitely a spot where Detroit could easily cover that first half line, even if they don't necessarily cover that full game line. So that's definitely a spot that I like. One other spot that I like for team totals is the Houston over 21 team total. I think they're in a prime spot to actually start off hot, being at home, Greenline actually likes them to cover the seven and a half point full game spread. Greenline leans slightly on that over, and I do think that them getting over um, 21 points in this game is definitely a viable solution. I think that uh, you know Deshaun Watson's obviously a little bit underrated at this point. Of course, they still have Will Fuller um, running a significant amount of routes he's getting a ton of targets so i do think they are a very viable option i would be buying into them even though our offensive ranking just has them at 19th overall i don't think that the baltimore ravens are necessarily as good defensively as people think of course they have the electric offense so i do think that, that is going to entice bill o'brien and that houston texans d offense to score as many points as possible especially in the first half so i do think that we're going to see the houston texans get over that 21 point team total which i think is another viable bet a few first half team totals there's a there's a lot of decent ones on the slate here actually coming up we have you know the washington football team which green line once again kind of sides with them actually covering that full game spread um they only sit at nine and a half points for that first half team total so i don't know i'm not really buying into the defensive uh renaissance that we saw from the cardinals in week one so i do think that you know washington turning it around you know, they have Terry McLaurin, they have Dwayne Haskins that's playing better, they have the young running backs. I do think that they're going to be able to put up at least nine and a half points 
you know, hopefully more to actually get over this first half total. Another situation, I'm buying into another team that was probably a pretty profitable fade in the offseason, but that is Jacksonville Jaguars. We have them as the 26th ranked offense according to our opponent adjusted grades. But at seven and a half point spread for the full game line, Greenland actually has a slightly in on them covering we also kind of side just a little bit with the over even though that's not necessarily a play from the green line perspective but given the fact that they have such a low first half total of 7.5 points i do think that they are in a prime position to cover that first half spread i do do know that the titans are kind of banged up aj brown's probably not going to go so i do think that jacksonville is going to be um a team that's going to start hot here again. They're coming off at a big win in week one. And I do think that they're going to carry that over into week two. And I do think that they could easily get over that first half team total of 7.5. The last one that I'm really uh, intrigued with, basically, I'm kind of fading the number one overall ranked defense. But I kind of like the Denver Broncos here at seven and a half points to get over that first half team total as well. Of course, you know, the Steelers are as legit as they come. But Greenland actually sides slightly with the Broncos covering this full game line. It also slides slides slightly with the uh, over in this situation as well. So I do think Denver getting over that seven and a half points is definitely a viable solution. So um, those are some decent bets that, you know, maybe not necessarily thinking of, but they're just other options that you can add to your portfolio as we come up on NFL week two action. So um, this has been the Saturday edition of the PFF daily betting podcast. We talked about some light college football action. We talked a little bit of DFS and we talked about some uh, other options available to NFL betting coming up on this Sunday. So if you have any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter. This is PFF Ben Brown. Um, We'll be back with some more player prop columns and other articles. And we have uh, George and Eric coming up here on the Sunday edition discussing even more in even more detail those player props coming up here on sunday so it should be fun hope you all enjoy thank you 